Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 5th, 2023. I almost said the wrong day, and there's a reason why, but I'll come back to that. Yes. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, how are you today? I am fine, thank you. I'm not. I am so tired. <laughs> I don't know why you would lie to our our podcast friends that you, know, you well, and I are both dragging. Okay, I'm at my usual Sunday mid after midday drag. I got gotcha. you. So gotcha. I think I am dragging less than you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had no long car trip yesterday. Yeah, I had a friend pull me in here and put me in the chair. Like it was <laughs> that kind of like not awake. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, I, I I almost said November first. Yes, uh, and the reason why is because the the, uh, the 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 screen that's up on my computer here it ha- that has the liturgy says November first. Why is that? That is because November first is All Saints Day in the Christian calendar, mm-hmm. the day after Halloween, mm. which is All Saints Eve in Old English to cut to the chase. Um, but it's the day that traditionally Christians have remembered. Anyone who's died. Gotcha. And because everyone's a saint. Mm. So um, in some traditions nowadays, they don't do that on All Saints Day. They do it on November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. Because I th- <laughs> because the powers that be in various denominations really didn't want to say willy-nilly that every Christian was a saint, even though that's biblical. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> It's like, yeah, these are the saints, and then everyone else will remember on All Souls Day because we just aren't sure about them. <laughs> it's, it's gotcha. It's a it's a mean. I think it's a mean holy day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, its origins uh, like Halloween is a pagan holiday, right? So sort of. Uh, so, but it's, it wasn't. Well, it was, but it was as many pagan holidays were incorporated into Christian traditions. Right. 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 And, uh, it, but this also was the church, like, count, uh, kind of like yeah. a counter response. It's on this day for a reason, I suppose we should say. That's the, that, that's the main point. Um, that's the main point. Uh, so, uh, has been for what, well over a thousand years, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not a giant so yeah, lately holiday. All Saints, uh, where we, there's like 10 of them, right? So we just read out their names. Nope. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I just want to see how long it would take people to reach for their buttons on their <laughs> various devices. Um, All Saints Day is not just for people that a church has declared a saint, and every denomination has their own list of saints. We overlap a lot with the old ones from our Roman Catholic days. But anyway, anyone who's baptized is in the company of saints. Hmm. And... Really, anyone whose God's grace has fallen upon, which is everyone, mm. is a saint. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we, we have the um, response to make of living like one. Gotcha. So so this coming Sunday, um, we're going to read, uh, We're gonna, our, our liturgy is going to be what we go over today, um, as opposed to what's in proper 26. Right. So it's a little bit of a deviation. We still have a gospel reading from Matthew, but it's mm-hmm. earlier on in Matthew and not where we were right. in the story. Um, 
and, and, and everything is really a little bit more uh, geared towards the, the thought of uh, those who have passed on. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Is, is essentially. And so if you. So before I forget. Yes. Anyone listening in who wants to have someone remembered who's died, just uh, email the church office or mm-hmm. the uh, website. And that name can be added to the list gotcha. that will be prayed out loud at the 8 and 10 o'clock services mm-hmm. on November, whatever real life date that is. Five. Fifth? Fifth. Fifth. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you've never attended one of our uh, um, uh, our All Saints Sunday, uh, it, it is kind of a, a, an interesting and powerful experience because mm-hmm. we have multiple readers. Uh, and once they all kind of get going, it's kind of this like, Rolling waves. I I wanted to use the word cacophony uh, because in a it is good way. It, 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 yeah, but in a good way, kind of like just yeah. this almost like overwhelming uh, uh, reading of names, which mm-hmm. is kind of a, a cool experience. So if you ever it's good symbolism, it, yeah, and it, so if you have the opportunity to uh, join us uh, in person, that's a it, it's a great way to go. Definitely. Um, so or or at the live stream. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that's right. I'm not gonna lie. The it it, it will lose a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you'll you'll still hear it, but it's not quite the same as hearing it in person. Okay, everyone, we're gonna pull back the curtain here because I'm gonna ask Ben a question before I forget. Mm-hmm. If we had the readers underneath the choir microphones, would that pick it up enough? Yes. Okay. Let's return to this current made-up reality we usually do during the podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. What else is going on? Um, um, we have November 5th, the collection and consequential blessing mm-hmm. of gifts for the our local Humane Society. Oh, cool. The youth group is going to uh, head over after the 10 o'clock service to present them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still time to... Bring gifts in. You can check on the website what's needed. Um, and I think that's the main thing for All Saints and the pet supplies, I think, are the main things for this week. We still, we uh, this coming Friday, we have a game oh, night. Game night. That's at, the other thing. At uh, seven o'clock here uh, at the church. Uh, so a ton of fun. Uh, um, uh, initially was planning on doing a fun side game, but then I realized I wasn't going to be able to join this week uh, or this month. So we're going to push that to another time. Okay. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll make announcements for it later. Um, but uh, but yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to join us in fellowship uh, and uh um, uh, we invite everybody, as we always do, uh, to join us uh, either online or in person. Uh, yeah. Which and, I'll give one more, you know. And things are really picking up, so check the website. There's now, from now on, there'll be something interesting every week. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Especially as we get close to, um, as we're getting closer to uh, um, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Thanksgiving, yeah. The Advent and all, all that. It, it really picks up steam. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, well, let's go go to uh, this day in church history. And which day will it be? It is. I am doing November fifth. I'm doing okay. November fifth. Okay. <clears throat> which is actually a a relatively light uh, 
day in that there's only five five entries five wow. entries total okay i'll pace myself yeah there you go so we can delve into these a little bit yeah more. uh we start in 1514 wow not till then yeah zynga memba Wait, oh, yeah we just had a heck of a lot of slackers before 1514 on november 5th uh, we? maybe we just where, where were the martyrdoms right yeah where's the murder and the the, the death by hopefully natural causes yeah. entries um do we have do we have oh we'll just wait and see I, we have two deaths okay. uh so <laughs> 1514 zenga memba king of the congo a christian convert writes to portugal complaining of the shameful behavior of the catholic priests who had been sent to convert his people but who instead uh, who instead engage in trade and fill their houses with women of ill repute <laughs> You get those clergy away from supervision. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm glad I found you complained. That, I found that entry interesting. I'm like, hey, Portugal, um, not liking your priest uh, 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 priests being sent here as missionaries. Uh, also, kind of engaging in a trade. <laughs> you well, might want to look into this. And one of the the problems that multiple denominations are still paying the price for is they often sent their worst clergy to the missionary field as it's called oh, and dressing it oh you're going to be honored to be the first missionary to blah 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 or part of the team that's been working hard to convert so and so and they're just trying to get them out of the country this is priest exile essentially yeah yeah <laughs> Interesting. It's you know you're not just being sent to the minor leagues. You're going semi pro ball. Right, right, right. And don't don't bother coming back. Yeah, just, you're not that, this is a lifelong mission. It really usually was. Interesting. So in so so now the Christian churches that formed out of that tend to be very unhealthy. Mm. Be, yeah, because they have these very very unhealthy roots of priests with prostitutes and cost plus or whatever the other part of it was. I mean. I, I'm not. I'm not thrilled. Yeah, with the phrase uh, uh, "women of ill repute," because I mean, come on. I know he's. I, I know earlier in the sentence he's criticizing the priests themselves, but yeah, yeah, it's really the priests of ill repute. Yeah, yeah, it's the priests of ill repute. Yeah. Who? What's the source on that one? Uh, a history of Christianity in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Yeah, so all those places were victimized by. Unethical clergy and missionaries. <clears throat> yep. 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 Um, then we move into 1858. Uh, uh, the the Pattons settle on the island of Tana, now called uh, Vanatua. Uh, Mary Patton will soon die there. Warned <laughs> earlier that he may be eaten by cannibals on the island. John Patton's response had been, if I can but live and die serving and honoring the Lord Jesus, it will make no difference to me whether my body is eaten by cannibals or by worms. And I'm just going to do a quick Google search to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make a heck of stained glass window. Uh, Did no, he ever die? Years, uh, final years. Uh, Patton outlived his wife by nearly two years, dying at the age of 82 on January 28th, 1907. No so, reference to cannibalism, so... So how does wife die? Uh, excellent question. Um, 
Mm -hmm. I actually thought he'd be much younger than 82. Yeah. Uh, Maggie White. Is this the same guy? Stupid internet. I know. This is. I know this is fascinating. Um. So, uh, might not be the same dude. Uh, yeah. John Gibson Patton is what came up. So, um, I, I don't think, know. I don't know. To answer your question thoroughly and and yeah. robustly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, um, uh, what, what if he what about, what, harbored women of ill repute? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, I, I like, uh, I like his stance. I like yes. his, I like his, uh, you know, uh, uh, bravado here in this moment. Like, uh, uh, I, I, well, and it's less bravado if you're 82, if right? You're 32. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's not going to make Look, dude, I'm like. <laughs> I, I pass my warranty. Cannibals, worms, they they're welcome to me if they yeah. want. <laughs> no yeah, meat I, left on these bones. I was gonna say, meanwhile, the poor cannibals are this is the best we could do. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like the worst Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> um, dry, dry. So as far as I could tell, no, he was not killed by cannibals, but that is with a quick 10-second Google yeah. search. So take it uh with a grain of salt. Uh, um, which would help the cannibals. Well, then the stained glass uh, window could have worms. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 1917, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church elects its first patriarch in 200 years. Wait, which church? Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, uh, Tykin, Metropolitan, uh, Metropolitan of Moscow, will face many pressures from the newly risen Soviet state. Why would that be the case? Alexa's first patriarch in 200 years. I'm trying to remember what, what year? Uh, 1917. Okay. It, well, the t key word may be elected. Oh, uh, so it might be a little bit more of a here's your guy. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. But then the Bol Bolsheviks said, no, that you got to elect one. Hmm. Uh, 1960, we see the death of Donald Gray Barnhouse, American Presbyterian clergyman. In 1927, he began a 33-year pastorate and radio ministry at the 10th Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia. During his last 10 years, Barnhouse edited Eternity Magazine, uh, which I'm not <laughs> No, we with, go there. <laughs> right, which he had founded. He oh, authored, gosh. Right. <laughs> he authored over 30 books of scriptures and on the Christian life. On on thirty books on the scriptures. Um, I apologize for my judgmental attitude. As you should, shame, should. shame, shame. Let me get you a bell to ring. So, <laughs> I think it's a wooden clapper. <laughs> oh, you're going more uh, Monty Python with the no, that was the real. headboard. The, no, not the headboard, but <laughs> but in medieval times, if you were being shunned, you had to walk around with a wooden clapper so that no one would talk to you. Or interact with you, and so as as we're with, such weird people. <laughs> as, as with most most good Monty Python humor that hit themselves in the head with the board was based in a certain amount of reality. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, uh, and in the year two thousand, uh, death of Emmanuel Ayawole uh, Akimbala. I'm so sorry. A notable pastor, evangelist, and leader in the Nigerian Baptist Convention. Um, during a hard period of three years, he had suffered financial hardship for preaching against alcoholism, smoking, and polygamy. Yeah, that was 
Those were tough ones. The Church of England, Anglicans, didn't worry about smoking um, or alcohol, but did about polygamy. And they that's still an issue in the African churches associated with, uh, Ang- with the Church of England. Um, and so that's... That's really it. That's a that's that's all we have for this day uh, in church history, November fifth. Uh, and uh, let's move on to our first reading. Yeah. Which uh, unique? A little. I, I shouldn't say unique. I think we do this a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the year, but uniquely does not come from semi uniquely does not come from the <laughs> Old Testament. Oh, uh, our first, first reading. Yeah. Uh, comes from the book of Revelation. Um. Chapter 7, verse 9 through 17. Before you go, mm-hmm. part of that is the concept of saints does not exist in the Hebrew scriptures. Say that again? The concept of saints or sainthood uh-huh. does not exist in the Hebrew scriptures in the Old Testament. Okay. So there would be no Old Testament reading that would talk about saints. Interesting. I mean, there's, there's some passage you can say yeah this is kind of like saints but it, it would be perhaps a stretch of interpretation whereas revelations from the new testament mm-hmm. so yeah saints got them um well then let me let, let, let's do a real quick detour so like uh, uh i'm pretty sure there's gospel readings yeah where jesus references well, saints not really and i'm Okay, I was I was wondering whether or not then that was like a translative kind of thing because I swear, well I shouldn't swear, uh, but like I Dang could it. have I, I I could have sworn I know I'm gonna say it I'm I could have sworn that <laughs> okay as long he, as it's past him. right uh, he did he does use that phrase and and maybe it is translative, um, uh, a translative to try to reaffirm uh, the concept of saints that would have come later maybe kind of like a king james kind of a thing uh since he had a heavy hand on a lot of uh, the way things were interpreted um so i kind of wonder okay my quick um check is that in um the hebrew scriptures there's oh there's one psalm that has used it, has chosen to translate a word as saints. Okay, okay. So it's not in the it's not in gospels. No, that I don't, I'm not saying gospels. Oh, okay. Hebrew You're, scripture. Hebrew scripture. Gotcha. And even less in the gospels. Okay. Yeah. First Corinthians, Romans, Philippians, um, Revelation. Mm-hmm. They get it. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, oh, it, well, wait. Uh, supposedly, First Samuel. Hmm. What word are they translating as saint there? I'm kind of getting ahead of you. I realize. <laughs> okay, um, someone who's pious. The okay, they decided to, okay pious or godly. They decided to translate as saint. As saint. So, but that's not. Yeah, conceptually that's, different. I mean, well, it's not. It's more that they're inventing a meaning that never occurred in Hebrew. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Uh, Revelation chapter 7, 9 through 17. 
After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple, and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Um, we don't read from the book of Revelation very often. True. Uh, so let's do a quick recap. Book of Revelation, not Revelations. Go ahead. We where we always read from it, almost always, is in a funeral. Mm -hmm. Because it does have these images of heaven. Right. Okay. Got it. Um, but yeah, it's it's the book of Revelation, not yep. Revelations. I trained you well, my child. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because these are there it would be correct to say that there are revelations. Uh, in this book, but only in that they are kind of like almost like a, similar to like the, there's two creation stories. There's multiple mm. revelation stories, but it's like the same revelation sort essentially. Of. Or like how do you, how would you word that? I would word it that there, as far as I know, and I've I've read a lot about revelation because I always get so many questions about it. As far as I know, there's no um, literary theory that it's by more than one author. Okay. So if where there's places where it seems to be talking in parallel about something prior, um, that's uh, intentional. Oh, okay. It's not just a, whoops. Um, so book of Revelation, it has one revelation about God's justice winning out. Gotcha. And it has multiple metaphors and symbols and poetic passages describing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's always the same revelation. It's always the same meaning, truth, um, God's intention, mm -hmm. whatever, however you want to phrase that. And this was the last book of the Bible added. Yeah. Oh, right. It barely got in. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The early church was like, eh, I don't know about this thing, <laughs> uh, because it it is kind of a fever dream. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it, because it's kind of like, Peter was off his rocker at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, and it's it, okay, I will say it. It's almost like, it's the last thing. No one's ever going to get that far. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but the the point of, of revelation, that, that truth, that one teaching that it carries, is God's justice will triumph. Uh -huh. And the repeated imagery in Revelation about what's the context is the Roman Empire, 
all powerful now, but it will fall. Right. Right, right, right. And uh, so, so in a way, hidden, it, like written in code a yeah. little, uh, oh, a lot, because otherwise, anyone carrying around the scroll would have been instantly stabby, stabby. Too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Roman. By Roman. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, misnomer number. Uh, I, I'm not sure how many misnomers we can count here, but like a misnomer to start with, at least, is um, that this is a prophecy. Of right. of of actual end times. If if it's a prophecy, it's already happened. Gotcha. Yeah. Because it was the fall of the Roman Empire. I was talking about. That. Right. So when it was written, it yeah. was it was a prophecy, but about the fall of the Roman the, the fall of the Roman Empire. And really, I wouldn't put it in the category of prophecy, uh, in that like the author would have uh, all of the Old Testament. Uh, most of the gospel readings, if not all of them, at that by the point of when it was written. Oh yeah, yeah, they, um, were, they were in circulation. Yeah, so so a lot of context, and historically, the author knows like empires rise, empires fall. Uh, the Babylonians rose. Are uh, you know the 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 the, the uh, empire of Israel rose yeah. and fall, fell like. This is this is like this too shall this is kind this of like a, this too shall pass. The one constant, the one thing that always seems to win out is, uh, you know, God is there for us, and mm-hmm. no matter what happens earthly, the earthly walls crumble eventually. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that this is like I wouldn't put this in the category of prophecy, even about the Roman Empire, because yeah. it was really more of a, just a reminder of like. They seem powerful, but you know what? My four, our forefathers thought the Babylonian Empire was powerful, powerful. and prior to that, they thought they were all powerful. Yeah. And you know, and it's just yeah, yeah. It, the, it's, the list of empires that fall within the Hebrew Scriptures mm-hmm. is pretty substantial. Right. So I, I, I get the feeling, and, and if you read the Book of Revelation through that lens, you, I, I kind of think you get the vibe of. The author isn't trying to describe the destruction of the empire. It's just, it's a, it's a known certainty. It's not yeah. a, this is the sign to look for. Right. It's just a, hey, no, it's going to. Well, but, but with one more connotation of, therefore, don't lose hope. Right, 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 right. Which, again, you know, the, like the, 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 uh, the, book of the 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 authors of isaiah uh, yeah. are, are, are yeah. writing about so it's very similar in in these kind of regards it's just kind of coded because it had to be yeah um and and that was the biggest reason it almost didn't make it into the bible was right. maybe this is too coded right and, and by the time it was put together the roman empire was well gone already no no, I thought this was Council Nicene. Is this not? It's be oh the Bible. I thought you meant Revelation. Yeah, no, no. no. Oh, when the okay. Bible, as yeah. we know it, uh, was put together. Yeah, this was old news. Technically, the Roman Empire still existed, but yeah, it was no longer the Roman Empire. Right. Um, right. So it's yeah. So there was some discussion around. Yeah, that's powerful, but it doesn't need to be in the Bible because it happened. Right. 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 So. Um, for our our literalist friends out there, <laughs> <laughs> who said that? Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is really the silliest book in the Bible to try to take literally. Right. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, you you really almost even have to twist yourself in knots in order to make this. Yeah. 
make any sense like because yeah. it's like you know this this imagery and, and actually i kind of like it if you it, it for some of it if you take it literal of like okay all right let's take a look at this as end times um uh so we're basically coming up to heaven oh interesting people from all tribes uh peoples and languages were standing before the throne like it, it like uh um robed in white with palm branches in their hand uh, this is not uh, an image of Judgment Day. No, it, this is not. These are the winners. These are the winners, <laughs> and it, they from all over. And yeah. like you kind of have to, if you're going to be literal about like this being a prophecy, you're going to like, oh, those are the people that believed but were part of. And I'm contorting myself <laughs> yes. as I say this. The believed but Don't were also yourself, part man. of other cultures, but they were, you know, well, they and, believed it, like, nah, I don't think and, that's what this is saying. <laughs> and one of the reasons we hear so much. Um, in our um, weekly moments from history, so much about missionaries of dubious quality is mm -hmm. that part of the literalist theology of the 1800s and thereafter was until we get people in white robes and palm branches from every culture and nation. Oh, it, this can't happen. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is so the missionaries just like go out and be like, hello, hi, I see the Philippines. Lovely. Here's your white robe. Yes. Here's a palm branch. No, don't, don't throw that away. Don't, <laughs> I, I need you to hold on to that. Now sign here right? and I'll, I'll see you at the, <laughs> the throne the, of God. The Dutch are going somewhere else in Indonesia. Just, I need you to hold on to that. <laughs> well, yeah, of course that was part of the fight. Is, oh, you were baptized by the Roman Catholics? Doesn't count. Right. Come on over here. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, I I am fascinated. Like so. I, again, I want. Like, I kind of want. Now that we've had that discussion yeah. of the context, uh, let me read again. Uh, like, uh, uh, verse fourteen, because it also kind of like is kind of, can, like contextually, like a kind of a weird statement if you don't <laughs> have that 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 information. I said like. Who are these people coming? Who are these people before me, sir? You're the one that knows. He he then said to me. These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Uh, the great ordeal uh, being under this, I would assume, under the subjugation of the Roman Empire. Um, more than that. More than that? I mean, it, the what is the great ordeal? Crucifixions, um, beheadings. Be so the, the dark times. The before times. With a whole lot of cheering. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's all the terrible things that Romans did to Christians mm -hmm. in the persecution, mm -hmm. um, which are just amazingly grotesque. Yep. And frequent. So, um, so it was, this is words of hope that, okay, if you are caught up in a roundup of Christians thrown into the, local ring with the lions mm -hmm. you'll get even though you'll come out completely bloody if not literally non-existence because a yeah. lion ate you in heaven you'll be wearing you'll be whole you'll right. be wearing a white robe you'll be triumphant yeah uh definitely reading this uh like the tail end of this along and thinking of passages from isaiah yeah they sound very very similar right 
Um, they will hunger no, no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life and God will wave, wipe away every tear from their eyes. You could almost pick that up and toss it into Isaiah and it would yeah. make just as, like the same sense of well, like the yeah, same kind of, of a promise. A lot of same images. Right? The road will be made straight yeah. and easy and... Plentiful water. Right. Yeah. And God wiping away tears. That occurs in Isaiah as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, anything else about this uh, Revelation passage? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there is also doubt about putting it in the Bible because it seems to have a weak Trinitarian theology. Okay. There's, for a lot of people um, in the 300s, there was just a little too much of Jesus being separated from the Godhead. Oh. Since in, in earlier scripture and also writings by early church um, writers, mm -hmm. it, God, uh, Jesus returns to the Godhead mm -hmm. after the resurrection and ascension. Right. Whereas here, it's like you know, Jesus is kind of like hanging around heaven as a separate entity. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so there was like, eh, we don't really think this is how the Trinity works. <laughs> Theology getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, let's move on to our Psalm. Psalm 34, 1 through 10 and 22. <laughs> uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried, and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Um. Did we throw verse 22 in there because it's the cap at the end of the psalm? Is that the last verse? Yes. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we, we we just wanted to be like, in summation, <laughs> we go on. Like I assume uh, there's some more beautiful passages, 11 through 21, uh, maybe reinforcing these ideas. And then the, we, we kind of just put the, uh, uh, the, the, the summary uh, on, you know, just in case you missed it, here's the, here's the point. Well, yeah. But also, um, there, the, the one to ten has a literary structure that it, it is shifted in eleven through twenty-one, hmm. and twenty-two. It's it's still kind of in the shifted thing, but it does summarize what this psalm's trying to say. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's why the in the lectionary, um, it it's struck it's put together in this way. Gotcha. Uh, what do we know about Psalm thirty four? Do we know much? It seemed 
a little bit. It's the the construct of it is that it's an individual psalm rather than a choir psalm. Mm-hmm. So individual is in one's individual devotion. It may be in the temple, but it's one that sort of would be in your personal prayer book. Right. Rather than part of the communal worship. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it has a couple errors that, or one error that is kind of goofy. Um, the... Yeah, this won't appear in the lectionary, but in the Bible, it starts um, with a superscription um, of David, where he feigned madness before Abimelech, so that he drove him out and he went away. And in 1 Samuel, actually, David feigned madness before Achish. Oh. So it's one of these things of... I could see myself making this mistake of, I know it begins with an A and has right, multiple right, right. syllables. This guy and, and like, a, oh, shoot, it was the other guy. Yeah. It's already in print. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and not that's, a good enough psalm to get a second edition. So <laughs> just leave it. Just move on. Nobody it's like, knows. It's Nobody knows. Yeah, it's, it's no, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> it's not going to be on the greatest hits album. Um, but yeah you know how many centuries that error would have been very evident yeah and no one thought to correct it or so we have to stop and say well interesting how scripture might have been treated that was right crucial to correct it right just right throw a little more ambiguity in there to help people realize how this stuff works i like it um yeah, you, and, and you can see the reason why it gets chosen. There's a lot of uh, language about, um, even though it's kind of an individual prayer, yeah. it is a, a, a prayer for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. This oh, is yeah. not a prayer by me for me. This is a prayer by me for us. Yes. Uh, uh, and and a lot of um, uh, a, a lot of uh, language about you know. Uh, um, God taking care of us and and um, us not being in want, yeah, uh, which is which is great language uh, for for all saints like for this mentality that we have for Sunday, and and that's one of the reasons why verse twenty two is the ending rather than verse ten of the selection. Um, none of those who take refuge in, in the Lord will be condemned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, that really is good news. That is good news. <laughs> Um, is there anything more about Psalm 34? Because I might want to sneak our second reading in. Okay, go for it. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's read. Let's go cold. There you go. Yeah, that, it's I'm, very short. Okay. It's very very short. It's very short. First uh, John chapter three one through three. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he revealed, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is, and all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Um the reason I wanted to do it, not only was it short, so it's nice and easy to toss in there, three verses, mm-hmm. uh, but you know. 
First John. I mean, we don't read. We hardly ever. We hardly ever. He's got th- three books, and we never. We do like what twice a year. I mean, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. we don't even get the. I'd be surprised if we have a reading in the regular Sunday lectionary cycle. If we have a reading from each of his books uh, in a in a single year, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised. Uh, so, anyways, the first book of John. What 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 do we know Letter about this book? Of John. Oh, I'm sorry. Letter. You're right. It is short. Yeah. It is so, not a book. Yeah, because I mean, technically, the first book of John would be the Gospel. Right. Is uh, this the same John? No. Common name, confusing us then. Huh? Yes. Do we know which John this is? The theory is that it's um, John, the son of Zebedee. Okay. Okay. So, so one of the apostles. One of the apostles. But not the author of the gospel. Okay. Um, and uh, it's referred to by other documents in the late second century. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not a young letter like the Pauline letters. Okay. Or so it's yeah, theology has had a chance to develop. Okay. Um, and the content gives it a sense that it's um, after the Romans have really come down hard on the monotheists. Gotcha. Jews and Christian. Okay. Um, Because um, unlike the Gospel of John, Jews are no longer even mentioned in any of the letters of John. They're no longer a concern. Interesting. Okay. So that calls into question whether or not it was really the Apostle John who wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the nice things about the letters of John is that it talks about the Christian community in a way that really the only other place, the only other places that the Bible talks about the Christian community in this way is the legitimate letters of Paul and the book of Acts. I like how you said the legitimate letters of yeah. Paul. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not the, what? Not letters the fake ones. Of Paul. <laughs> yeah. I, Paul, no, you're not Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to more of our podcast from the last four years. <laughs> yes. Um, for more. Um, do we know who his, uh, whichever John this is, uh, do we know who this letter is to? Um, no. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's probably a collection of greatest hits by a revered teacher okay. of um, community associated with the Gospel of John, because it mm-hmm. it it very it seems to very intentionally echo vocabulary from the Gospel of John. Gotcha. Um, not in a way that makes it sound like it's written by the same guy, but certainly written by someone who's familiar with uh, key passages of John. Like um, I want to make sure I get it right. Um, the opening verses, we declare to you what was from the beginning. Uh, so mm. it echoes the gospel of John in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The way that, 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 that book opens. Yeah. Or that gospel. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And again, uh, you can kind of tell the reason why this was chosen for all saints, 
Uh, it does use the phrase children of God, although, uh, um, or, or I, I shouldn't say although, uh, a phrase that, uh, that the modern Christian church has really mm-hmm. uh, uh, latched onto and, and, and promotes. Um, talking about, uh, what I find interesting, though, is this, this, the, this uh, reference, continued reference to rev- reveal and revelation, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's part of the John theology as well. Right. Right. The Gospel of John. Yeah. Uh, uh, what we will be has not yet been revealed. So we've not reached our true, pot- our, our final potential, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him for what, uh, for we... We'll see him as he is. What are we talking about? Like the, the when he is revealed. I mean, especially when paired with this passage from Revelation, uh, one would almost be forgiven for thinking that they're referencing similar things. They of, could be uh, of like, uh, oh, you mean like, you know, the white, end white times. robes and palms. yeah, the end times and you know when the you know well the but. Not end times. The, the moon turns to blood. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what um, first letter of John is into. Right. They're in this. Um, these chapters are more about how do we get to exist right now. Mm, okay. And so it's it's a mystical seeing of it's a it is a mystical experience mm-hmm. of the risen Christ that's being referred to here. Gotcha. Rather than a heavenly throne type of, that's where I'm standing with my palm. Gotcha. So this revelation is more of as the story and the teachings of Christ are revealed to the world, we are participating in that revelation. Yeah. We get to, you know. We're spreading that. Spreading it. That and revelation. We'll literally be able to see the the things being revealed to other people and we'll actually. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, because part of Gospel of John, Letters of John, is an Eastern mysticism that Westerners have a tough time with. Mm -hmm. It's about um, literally visions of who God is, who Christ is. And so there may never be in a person's earthly lifetime a corollary. Okay. Um, there may never be, oh yeah, John down the street is now a believer because of the conversations we've had. And I thought that was happening because I had that warm feeling. It's in, instead it's a, you know, and in John type theology, knowing is deep down in your bones, your an awareness and experience of God, mm-hmm. you know, this is holy. So live that out, even if it's, um, even if it has no earthly manifestation in your life. Huh. Interesting. Uh, anything more about this very, very short passage? Um, there, the so what, as we sometimes say about sermons, is to live pure lives. Mm-hmm. That, because one of the problems... Okay, one of the problems of pure, a, not perfect. Yes, and one of the problems that the, the Johannine community mm. had, mm-hmm. to use the fancy word about the community of John, 
John's gospel is um, a temptation and sometimes a, a lived out temptation that if that since we're mystical and therefore experience God in a way that's not bodily, mm -hmm. we get to do whatever we want with our bodies. Uh, yeah. So this calls for, no, purify yourselves. You know, don't be with women of ill repute. <laughs> to go or back. priests of ill repute. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't have a loophole there that you think you do. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it, it's a reference to that temptation of, and Christians still do it, of, oh, I'll be forgiven on the final day, so I can do whatever I want till then. Right. <laughs> as long as I can yeah. pass. Yeah, I, I can see uh, how uh, there's there's plenty of opportunities for, you know, uh, taking bits of scripture that way. Uh, you know, what, I just a couple of weeks ago, we did the give to Caesar what is Caesar's yeah. and give to God. Hey, this, this body is earthly. Give it back to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> My soul shall remain pure, but my body shall be shared. That, that's a that's a good earthly <laughs> explanation of the dangers of mystical theology. Don't and worry, spirituality. don't worry, people listening. You know, nobody want nobody else wants that. So it's, <laughs> it's not a real, uh, not a real, uh, not a real uh, even quasi joking threat. It's not 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 gonna happen. Um, Let's move on to our gospel reading, yeah. shall we? Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven. Sorry. Be glad for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um, again, liter literarily, great selection for All Saints Sunday. Yeah. Because this really does talk about, you know, you kind of get into that kind of feeling of, of the different you know, people, uh, being blessed and what mm -hmm. a great prayer, uh, I mean, and, uh, essentially, um, that's going on. I wonder, I'm curious about the structure, uh, this time around, how come the, the people who are, uh, reviled and persecuted, uh, uh, falsely on his account, they don't get a, a, a tagline, uh, like, <laughs> like everybody else, everybody else gets like a, this group of people, for you to get this kind of thing and this kind of people and for you get this kind of thing and the people who uh, have other folks who revile them and persecute them and utter all, utter all kinds of evil against them falsely for, for my account. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or is the last line just for that group of people? It's, because it seems to me, honestly, like verse 12 is, um, 
like the, the capstone for the whole group. It really does feel like, uh, honestly, the folks in reference to the verse 11 are well, kind of left out with a, without a little like, hey, yeah, this part sucks, but at least you get. Yeah, you don't. There's not. Yeah, there's not a, a specific result. Right. But. But they're still blessed. They're still blessed. And I think part of it is if. If you're any of the prior Beatitudes, mm-hmm. then you will, then people will revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely yeah. on Christ's account. And therefore rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven for in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before you. Right. So it's, while it's not a specific, um, okay, if you're reviled now, you're going to be, uh, hugely popular at your reunion. Right. Um, and it's instead now that again the the lesson from Revelation in um, you know have hope the justice will be done and this um, persecution and other things which is again happening to every all Christians mm-hmm. is going to be meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um. I believe we said this, we, we talked about this at great length the last time we read the Beatitudes, but I felt, I feel like it's a good enough point that we might as well just do it again. Sure. Um, Whatever. How many, how many, how many gospel writings have this? Two. One? Two. Okay. So Matthew and Luke. Okay. Um, I don't remember if the last time we read Luke's or Matthew's because who, who knows Luke. at this point. Okay. Because last year was the lectionary year of luke okay okay um then you can correct me if i am wrong on this but i believe both accounts uh have uh a a a a small point that changes the meaning of the beatitudes a little bit which is um we think of and we think of the beatitudes as being a thing that is said by Jesus on a mountaintop in front of a whole bunch of people. Mm. Uh, uh, the life of Brian famously has a yeah. scene uh, because we love Monty Python. We I have to throw Monty that Python. in there. Blessed are the cheesemakers. Yeah. Really, really funny. <laughs> yes. um, but it is designed as like Jesus speaking to a giant crowd. Uh, and I believe Luke is the same way in that there is a crowd. Yes. But he sat yeah. down his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, right. saying, "This is a this is a beatitudes that was delivered to the disciples." Now, whether or not other people overheard it, I suppose could be debatable. But that, but it's not the crowd that Luke has, right? Right. Oh, it, 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 does Luke have the crowd? Luke, yeah, Luke describes a. Luke starts off um, this occasion with. Uh, Jesus standing on a level place uh-huh. with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him. Okay. How does uh, it continue? And then he starts. To then he just him. goes straight into it? Well, he does some heal. He does. There's one lot, three lines describing healings. Okay. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said. Gotcha. Okay, so Luke Luke's passage is a lot more everybody. Everybody. 
Matthews kind of implies this is like a more than kind of yeah it explicitly explicitly says this is the apostles yeah the, because these... the way that Matthew uses the term disciples is apostle right whereas the other gospels disciples are all the followers and yeah the apostles are the twelve yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, w which does change the way that this would – because think about what um, – Jesus' ministry uh, is – has slight differences during his lifetime depending on who you're talking about in his orbit. His ministry to the public is one thing. His ministry to the, you know, church higher-ups – is another his ministry to the his uh, uh, apostles specifically uh, is different, and then his ministry to his more disciples to to use uh, more of a Luke's term uh, is is slightly different as well. And and in the Gospel of John, there's another inner circle mm. that mm. Um, some are apostles, some are not all followers of Jesus. Mm. But in the Gospel of John, it's really clear that there's in addition to an inner circle of the of the 12 like three or four there's also an inner circle also included in that inner circle are three or four women yeah yeah, yeah. and john's the gospel of john's more concerned with that roughly eight people than with what the 12 are up to gotcha Got, well, they have their own stories. We don't need to, you know, John came well, last, so. And there, there is um, a certain perspective that deserves its due that, yeah, John is writing with a, a, a knowledge of at least Mark, if mm -hmm. not also at least some of what's going to become Matthew and Luke. So it could mm -hmm. be John is saying, look, there, pff, there's just not enough Mary and Mary and Martha right. and, and on and on um and so made a point in this in the gospel of john to make sure those women are named right though luke did a lot of naming of women too he did he did Follow. to his credit um but yeah so so in matthew this is a conversation directly to the core right and when you hear that because i mean it, think about it uh the difference in meaning if he's preaching from a mountaintop or talking to his core group because the message to his core group is something bad's gonna happen <laughs> you know i'm here for a purpose that you are you struggle to understand but it'll make sense to you when it's all said and done mm -hmm. uh and there's going to be a lot of things that you have to do in my absence like he has yes, to prep yes, them yes. A, a lot so this is part of this instructive ministry to the core group of people who will take on the mantle of carrying on this message uh, uh, while he's gone uh, and and when he's gone. Uh, so um, the message is very, very, very different. So, again, there's there there are a lot of instances where he's correcting the apostles on it's not that kind of kingdom. I'm not that kind of king. Uh, and so. A lot of this information, though, too, is, hey, it's the poor in spirit that we need to be focused on. Mm -hmm. It's the people who mourn, the meek. We're not trying to establish this coalition of, like, you know, the best and the, the, best and the brightest to establish this kingdom and throw off the yoke of the, 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 the Romans. This is we're, – we're here for the helpless, mm -hmm. and we're here for the starving and the, and the beggars and the people that – 
you wouldn't necessarily like don't avoid these people these people are why we're here uh and specifically thinking about like that line about um blessed are you when people revile you and mm -hmm. persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account this is your task mm -hmm. like yeah uh, would have wildly different meaning if he's speaking to the crowds they'd be yeah. like um i just got here yeah <laughs> wait a minute are you saying perse persecute and revile me? i'm me? out of here i was just walking by and you know what i mean like so it's I definitely yeah. definitely different so th the meaning for the core apostles is like hey though yeah, and it's it, gonna be bad but and interesting blessings there's there are a lot of differences between the luke and the matthew versions but these last couple of verses are almost word for word identical. Mm, okay. So Luke did have Jesus say these those same difficult words even to that that guy who's on the fringe of the crowd going what? Right. Um, you know, the masses hear the same exact thing, and and that's part of the um, sense of the Gospel of Luke is that just about everything is for just about everyone. Mm -hmm. Whereas Matthew, there are layers right. of who gets it and who doesn't. The one thing, though, to keep in mind with the Beatitudes is that they are the first substantial teaching to the apostles or to the big crowds that Jesus offers in Matthew and Luke. Okay. The, the, this is the, um, okay, you're following me? Here we go. Yeah, let's get real <laughs> for a minute. Like, yeah. it's not going to be... You know, yeah. Yeah, so this this isn't after the um, apostles have been following so long. So, well, phew, all these miracles and stuff. Yeah, he can, I trust him with this stuff. Mm -hmm. he, can, he can tell me these tough things. It's like, no, we're starting with the tough things. And then you'll receive reassurance as we go along and you right. see the miracles. Yeah, and, and like I said, there's, there's, a lot of good instructional things that are, like are kind of hinted at if the when this is delivered just to the apostles, yeah. Uh, because you know, um, keeping in mind things like even lines like "Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled." Kind of like a talk, like you think about what happens later. They get sent out to you know yeah. different areas and are invited to like later when you're doing this stuff. It's the people who are. Uh, hunger and thirsting for this information. So, like, you're not being sent out to yeah. be praised and, you know, warmly welcomed and feasts thrown in your mm -hmm. honor. Like, while you're eating food, remember why, you, you yeah. know, why you're actually here. And, um, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, which is kind of like a, a, an insinuation of like, hey, um, the people who want to go to, you know, I'm sure there were violent insurrectionists kind oh, of yeah. like a vibe going on during uh, this period of time. Like that's not our jam, right? It's the peacemakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't go and associate like, yeah, don't tie this in with people who are like, we're going to bomb the, you know, or like go and sack yeah. uh, the, the, the armory or, you know, something like that's not why yeah. we're here. And also we're not here because we've, we often talk about you and I talk about the over, the desire to overthrow the Romans and restore the empire, the Jewish empire. Mm -hmm. There's also even a much more modest goal of running the um, priests out of the temple and replacing them. Uh, okay. With 
you know, people who have better theology. Right. Um, and who aren't shills for the empire. For the empire and for Herod. Yeah. So there's also, you know, there, there are probably a lot of people following Jesus who really thought that was the goal. Uh, yeah. To, uh, yeah. To take over the temple and make it holy again. Right. So, and, yeah, it wasn't going to be with swords, but, yeah. you know, but surely this would be, still like, be no, no, peacemakers. Like, not. Nah, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so this is like, it, it does really kind of change the meaning. Like, mm-hmm. so this is very interesting prayer. It was the, kind of the way that I would say this is kind of a prayer. Mm. Oh. 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 Well, it can be for us, but I'm afraid that softens it. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah, I, it, it's because I'm thinking it, it's more like, as you said earlier, it's more like Jesus's wake up speech okay yeah yeah it, it, yeah I, I suppose i did phrase that poorly it can it can be a because what i was going to say is like it has these different layers of meaning depending on where you are in your life this yes. could be like the reminder uh of uh, about how to treat others mm-hmm. this can be the reminder of how you yourself should behave this can be a prayer yes. uh which is in, in a way on sunday is kind of the way it's going to be used in a way considering like the where we are mentally and what yeah. we're celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more of a prayer in that context of like, hey, blessed are some of the, mm-hmm. are these people because, you know, they're, the they are, you know, these, these folks have inherited the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, so like just, it has this multifaceted layer uh, to it of like, depending on how you're approaching the scripture at that point in time is how it's going to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully all good. <laughs> For, <laughs> all those different things. Hopefully it speaks to you well. And, and Well, but there, you know, I, the, there are times where scripture will be a, um, at, at least a tap on the shoulder, if not a slap across the face. Yeah. Of, oh, okay. Yeah. I've gotten off track. I got to right. backtrack here. <laughs> I just like that, that, that imagery of that mental imagery of being slapped in the face yeah. by the line blessed are the peacemakers stop <laughs> it stop it <laughs> slap slap <laughs> all right that's right that's right blessed are that would be very great like, like for me that's like grandmotherly you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah stop hitting <laughs> your brother <laughs> yes grandma sorry grandma <laughs> Grandmas and grandpas beat a lot of sense into it into, into us over the years. Uh, I had wonderful times. <laughs> you never, you never were told to get a switch. No, not even you, California kid. I'm Actually, quitting this that, podcast. We're that done. Was, that was, <laughs> I, I, I still think, smart from that. I think that was more than Norwegian. Yeah, if I'm not nice to you, I could die next winter. <laughs> okay, okay. So be nice to these young, strong people who can pull you out of the snowbank. Uh, blessed are those who listen to this podcast and still pick it up the following week. That's right. Uh, with that, I think no, we're... I got one more thing. Oh. And that's just, I'll be real brief. Blessed are you when, when, when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against mm. you. It's not if. Gotcha. And so that's one of those evaluative things. If you're overly popular, you're probably missing some opportunities of following Christ more faithfully. Haters gonna hate. Yep. Uh, 
And with uh, with that, I think we'll call to a close. This is your podcast for uh, November 5th uh, slash 1st yeah. as well, uh, which uh, we will be celebrating All Saints Day uh, on. Uh, as always, we encourage you to join us uh, um, either in person or online, 8 and 10 o'clock on Sunday morning in person. 10 o'clock service will be on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos, live starting at 10 o'clock uh, with the 9 o'clock educational hour in between. And until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. So long.